everybody. What's going on? It's Sunday, yep. and it's movie time. Yeah, I gotta make sure I'm in the video. Yeah, get in this video. I might be in the video next to it. <laughs> that never gets old. I just like no. it. Just it just no. tickles me thinking about you popping into the video yeah, next yeah. door on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, they're like, who the fuck are you? Yes, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Hollywood Squares. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my video, Paul yeah. Lind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like that. All right. There can be only one. Yeah, that's the what they Highlander. say. There can be only one. And here, look at this. Yeah. This look. one was from a good... Louie. Louie Hernandez, a, a great uh, friend of the show for years and years. Been a really good contributor by sending us fucking Blu-rays. And look how shiny it is. Yeah. It's, that's a steel book, it's ladies It's a steel book. It's got a damp, clear plastic slip cover. It's got trading cards in it. It's yeah, in it's 4K. And it's, it's, it's a top-notch... It's a top-notch... Uh, 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 edition of that. It's it's really nice, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It and is this really is a great movie. Uh, saw it in the theater when it came out as a kid. I remember liking it. I think I may may have seen it twice, in while well, it was in the theater, and um, it held up. It's good. I didn't realize it was a canon film. I did not realize it that was a either. Because <laughs> <film. Yeah. laughs> it was like, oh, I have to wear the yeah, canon yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was it was um, real good for a canon film. Canon was always entertaining, but a lot of it was schlock. But yeah. you knew what you were getting into, you know. Uh, but no, this is a Canon film. It's it's, it's uh, one of their better films, as far as I'm concerned. Good score. It's a great idea. Yeah, great edit. I mean, the concept is great. Yeah, it's got a real good edit. Jenny, I'll let Jenny fill you in on what on 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 the story. So yeah, so Highlander. This came out in 1986. Now I feel like I did not see this in the theater. But I did see it on cable once or twice, and I remember enjoying it, although it wasn't, like, super... Because it's kind of more... I guess it's like a fantasy, um, you know, the adventure kind of film, which wasn't usually my favorite thing. But seeing it again, I was like, wow, this really is, like, a cool-ass movie. And I feel like um, it it didn't do very well at the box office. I think it cost $19 million to make, and a million of that was Sean Connery's salary. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I need my money, bitches. <laughs> well, he's I mean, great in the movie. He's fucking shot, Connor. Yeah, he's you know he's I mean? great in the movie. I mean, even though he only shot like seven, he only had to shoot for seven days. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a million dollars for a week. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, but you're you know. good what you're paying for. <laughs> right. But yeah, so uh, so it only cost, and it didn't even make its money back. Like it tanked it at the box office. Yes. Oh man, we saw it. We like I said, we loved it. But well, it was one of those ones, and I feel yeah. like this happened a lot in the '80s that it came out in the theater, and everybody was like, "Meh," or they didn't go see it. But then when it came out on VHS then everybody was into it. Like, it yeah. would get around by word of mouth, and that's definitely what happened on this one. This one got so much play, like, after it came out on VHS, that it ended up spawning a whole entire franchise. There was, yeah. like, there was a, a second movie, which yeah. is terrible, a third movie, which is also terrible, yeah. but I think is better than the second one. There was a TV series, which actually a lot of people think is really good, um, yeah. and there was an animated series, mm. Uh, there was a couple video games. So it's like, and they're talking about doing a remake. Um, yeah. You know, they even have cast uh, Henry Cavill, who is supposed to be, which I think he'd be good, I think, um, who's going to be the main Highlander guy. But yeah, so they've been talking about remaking it. This is one of those movies, it's just, it's so 80s that it hurts, but then in, in other ways, like, it's almost, like, timeless. Is that a weird thing to say? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with its practical effects. So they've aged well. It, it aged a lot better than CG because the special effects that you're seeing are kind of artistic, artistic lightning bolts and shit. It's a fantasy movie. Yeah. So the tone is correct. Um, there's some scenes that have uh, like some good miniature work. You know, the sign that the, the Kurgan is cutting down with a woman tied to it at the end. Um Caps, the castles collapsing, you know, they're falling apart because you hit it real too hard with a sword. I don't understand this <laughs> shit. That's just well, the it. swords are magical. They're magical duh. swords, that's right. <laughs> right and uh, just cool outfits. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good movie. But I think I think one of the things that really shines is, is the edit of this movie. It's very fast-paced, but it is giving you all the details you, that you need to know. There's an element of romance in the movie. Yeah, there is actually. Yeah, which is for a dude flick that's normally not there, but they're trying to be you're trying to be sensitive with this fucking movie. They're just but not overly sensitive. 
Can't, can't, can't have be that. too overly sensitive. Yeah, just sensitive enough. Not too yeah. many emotions. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit of emotions. And <laughs> watching this thing, and I was going like, you know what? This is a Neil Breen movie. Yeah, that's what we were talking. This about. is the movies that Neil except Breen, good. Yeah, except good. <laughs> These are the movies that Neil Breen was trying to write. Movies about dudes with supernatural powers, all these women loving on him, but no, I can't sleep with you, baby. Because you know, I live forever I and you'll you. turn into an yeah, old yeah, hag. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. All kind of, it, and uh, w- once I've completed my mission, I will save mankind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, all these cheesy kind of like one-liner type powers, you know, and statements, lots of different, where are you from? From lots of different places, you know, like that's a big deal, you know, just all kinds of shit about it is is, is very Breen-esque, which I think Breen was ripping this off, trying to rip these movies off. He wanted to be the Highlander, I think, or something like that. Yeah, now that you yeah. mentioned it, I think, yeah, yeah, he probably was very influenced by this yeah, I movie. Think this, I, think <laughs> I, I think this movie actually influenced all of his movies. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I think the reason that it works, and maybe, I don't know, we'll get into this a little bit, because, um, you know, the main role, obviously, the Highlander, whose name is Connor McLeod, actually... Well, that's his real name. Like, I think in the present day timeline, he's named Russell Nash. But, um, so he's played by Christopher Lamberts, or Lambert, if you would rather, um, who, interestingly, I don't know if you knew this, but when they hired him to be the lead in this, it was actually supposed to be Kurt Russell. Um, that would have worked. Yeah, uh, he was actually good. supposed yeah. to be in it, but I think he had to pull out, like, uh, in pre-production. I would have loved that. But yeah, that's that's who I think was the, there was a couple other actors I think that were up for it, but I think Kurt Russell was the one that was most associated with it. But they actually they saw Christopher Lambert in uh, Greystoke, that Tarzan movie. Yeah, and uh, they're like, oh my good. god, he was it. great in that. And it's like the look. That's the, like that's who we want. So yeah. they got him, but they didn't realize that he couldn't speak English. <laughs> Because he was born in the United States, but yeah. his parents were French diplomats. So he actually grew up in France and Switzerland, yeah. and his English was almost non-existent. So he actually had to work with a dialogue coach for this movie for a few months, like, to get enough English to be... And I think he did okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't really know that he couldn't speak any English when you he got hired. Yeah, you could tell he's got an accent. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I he knew did. he was French anyway, so it was yeah. just kind of like, I was like, obviously he's got a French accent, although he's playing a Scottish person, and everybody brings this up. So it's like they got a French guy to play a Scottish guy, and then they got a real Scottish guy, Sean Connery, yeah. to play an, an Egyptian, Egyptian playing a playing Spaniard. A Spaniard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not really sure why they couldn't have just, like, flipped that or... Because I don't think it would have made a big difference to the story. Like, for sure, like, Sean Connery's character... Um, he absolutely well. He absolutely did not have to be Egyptian or Spanish. He mm. could have just been Scottish. And yeah. really, the Highland. Well, I guess the reason it was called Highlander. Well, but they didn't. But that wasn't the original name of the movie. The original name of the movie, matter of fact, was The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. Which obviously they can't call it that. No, they're talking about the Kurgan. Yeah. It was Clancy Brown. Yeah, because he was just yeah. called the Knight in the original uh, yeah. version of Clancy the story. Clancy Brown kind of steals the show in this movie. I he, love Clancy Brown of, so yeah. much. He he's, is so awesome. He, uh, <laughs> he's also he was the guy from Starship Troopers. He was he the, was in uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, he played the, the monster Sergeant. in The Bride. Yeah, he's also yeah. the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a good character in this. He's uh, he's fucking huge. I didn't realize he's that tall. Yeah, he's he, a massive he, motherfucker. He's fucking tall. Um, He's not real massive, you know, not, he's not like Arnold or anything. Arnold wasn't that tall, but he's just imposing a big tall dude with some mass on him, and uh, he can cover a lot of distance pretty quickly during those swords fights, you know, because big old long lanky legs, and uh, kind of an intimidating presence for a guy who's so fucking crazy and immature. I mean, he's very immature-ish. They made him kind of like, like psycho. Yeah. kind of like a heavy metal yeah. dude. Yeah. Which, like I said, in the original, because this story was initially written by a guy named Gregory Wyden, and he yeah. actually wrote the script for this when he was still in film school, I think. Yeah. And in the original story, which was, like, a lot more serious, yeah. like, the knight character was, like, a lot more serious and a lot more kind of, like, uh, burdened, I guess, like, by his immortality. Yeah. But when they went into the movie, they were like, let's just have fun with it, I guess. And they, yeah. he just went, like, totally over the top. And I think, like, to a large extent, it works. Yeah. It, now, I saw this in the theater when I was a kid. And yeah, I was a big I was a big metal fan, I, and I didn't see it. He was not. 
you could probably say in general he was supposed to have like a heavy metal image, but yeah. it wasn't mainstream metal. During that time, mainstream metal was like fucking docking and <laughs> definitely. He was like black metal. Yeah. You know, like satanic metal looking. Uh, almost, because some of his weren't like semi goth bondage punk rock kind of. They always outfits. they always dress bad guys like that yeah, in these yeah, movies yeah. or, he or good, like though. punks. Yeah, he looked real good. I though. thought he looked cool. Yeah. Although I first saw him, and the first thing I thought was like, "Oh, it look! It looked like somebody inflated Lux interior." Yeah. <laughs> he had torn up fingerless gloves, and fucking one of his sleeves was missing on his leather jacket, kind of like out of damn uh, uh, Commando. No. Oh. That was fucking that Mad Max. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right, at right. a Road Warrior, one of his sleeves was missing because they ripped it off, remember? Yeah. His his arm was outside the car window and they pulled it off. But he had, <laughs> in the rest of the movie, he's just got one sleeve on his jacket. What do you think, I can afford another sleeve? Yeah. What, are you, millionaire? So he's got that. And there's a little bit of chain mail in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sword. It, it was, I thought it was a good outfit. It was much better than Lambert's outfits, especially in the opening scene where he does a sword fight with this guy. Who ends up killing him down the parking lot? And I remember seeing that for the first time, you know, and I was going, "What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on with this movie?" You know what I mean? Lightning bolts and shit, and dead bodies coming up, headless dead bodies. Well, um, in that one, he's got a tan overcoat and just jeans and white sneakers running around, and he's fighting a dude in a suit, and it it just looked to me. I I thought it was a poor choice of, of. of costumes for that scene. He should have been in, like, a suit also. I thought it looked a lot Yeah, better. I think that would have looked a lot cooler. Or, like, you know, put him in something a little more slick. Because, yeah. yeah, he kind of looked like a bum like or, a bum. like, right, like yeah. a flasher, like, for, yeah, at the Greyhound yeah, yeah, yeah. station. Like, a little bit. He looked like a poser. He looked like, <laughs> he, he looked like a dude who really couldn't afford any clothes, and he just happened to find a cool trench coat and put it on. You know, which there the was a lot of that. was very Columbo, I think. Yeah, like, and, and there was a lot of that going on when in the 80s, if you were a teenager, you couldn't get any cool clothes. So he looked like a teenager from the 80s. He did kind of, now that you mention it. But then you find out he's a fucking multi, multi millionaire. So he should have had his choice of clothes. That motherfucker should have been you know, dressed to the nines. And he was at a game. So like a no wrestling for, match. Right, yeah, yeah, so there's no reason for him to dress down. Garden. And he had to have the overcoat to hide the sword. Yeah, that's what Ben just said. He had yeah. a sword somewhere. Yeah, was, but the thing is, is that the rest of his shit that he was wearing didn't match the overcoat. So, but then the dude he was fighting was fucking. It was. It all matched, and there was yeah. a, a visually, it didn't quite work for me. That scene, even though it was a good scene, but the costume didn't work. Although that was just one. That was the one of the only things that bothered me about that movie was that costume selection right there. The rest of the movie, man, I liked it. Yeah, because it's I I feel like it is kind of a little bit hard to take like a immortal warrior seriously when he's got like white sneakers, white on. sneakers and jeans. I mean, poking out. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, it did, you couldn't take white, big chunky white rich sneakers. One. That's a little bit. I mean, at he's least immortal. he wasn't wearing yeah. like cargo shorts or yeah. something, but still, or Crocs. Yeah, he should have but... been fucking style. <laughs> he should have been fucking style, and his his the the uh, the sword that he was ha- that he had was worth five million. They said. I thought they just said a million dollars. Oh, just a million? Okay. That Japanese sword. Yeah. That was the one that was Sean Connery's sword. Yeah. Like, to start with. And after Sean Connery got beheaded, uh, spoiler yeah. alert, then, um, from a movie from 1986. Yeah. Uh, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, he took his sword, like, as Because yeah. that was, like, his mentor, you know? Yeah. The guy that told him that he was immortal. So, uh, so, yeah. Now, another thing that I did not realize until we were watching it again last night was that this was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Now, if you don't know who Russell Mulcahy is, he's an Australian dude. This was, I think, maybe the second movie he directed. The first one he did was actually kind of a fun uh, cult horror movie called Razorback about like a killer boar, I think it was, which is actually pretty fun. But I knew him because he directed pretty much all the iconic 80s MTV music videos that you remember. He direct, he worked a lot with Duran Duran. That's how I knew who he was because I was like a big fan of his. Like he did Hungry Like the Wolf and he did the Wild Boys and he did all that. And I didn't realize this, but he also directed really iconic mu- uh, music videos. The Buggles video killed the radio sto- yeah. star, which if you didn't yeah. know is the first video that was ever shown on MTV. I watched it happen, man. Yeah, on I did TV too. In, in California, it was called, it was a service called On TV and it, and it first day that fucking MTV came on, we were waiting for it to come on, and they, and they had a little bit of a VJ and the intro, or what the fuck is this going to be? And then they played that. It was the first music video ever, and I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what it was. 
It's like, is it going to be a movie? It's weird, you know. Yeah. No, it's a song, but it's like a little movie that's a song. And I just tried to picture what that was back in those days. Yeah. A movie that's like a song. In a few minutes, you understand. You see a couple of them, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Right. But yeah, he directed that one. Yeah. He also directed uh, Turning Japanese by The Vapors, yeah, uh, Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah, great song. I'm Still Standing, uh, yeah, Elton yeah, John. John yeah. uh, he did Making Plans for Nigel by XTC. Uh, uh, he did some Human League, oh, yeah, uh, Culture like Club. Yeah. So pretty much most of the, like I said, he worked with Duran Duran a lot. I think he not only did, I know he did Hungry Like the Wolf and Wild Boys. I think he might have also done like Union of the Snake and... Yeah. Rio and like all yeah, those yeah. kind of ones that were sort of like similar. Like Wild Boys real... was a good video. So I really like it Wild Boys. It had a Mad Boys. Max theme to it. Right, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which explains why the Kurgan had that damn Mad Max jacket on. Yeah, because it was all, yeah. well, I mean, that was very trendy. Very at trendy. The time. The there time, was yeah. a lot of that stuff going on yeah. in movies in the 1980s. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so you can definitely tell that this movie was made by somebody that was prim- primarily like a music video director. You can tell like in the edit, you can tell in the way the shots are composed are very like an 80s music video. And I don't mean that like disparagingly, I mean that like in a good way. And also the way that music is used in this. And I feel like you can't talk about Highlander without talking about the soundtrack. Queen. Queen. Yeah, and they're good songs, good Queen songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. First time I saw a Queen soundtrack was, you know, Flash Gordon. I loved it. But there were really only like two songs on it that were full Queen songs. And they weren't even really full songs. They were like half songs. You know, they, but uh, this one has full songs. And they were hits. I remember them being on the radio. Like yeah. Who Wants to Live Forever? That was a huge hit. Yeah, I think Roger Taylor wrote that one. Yeah. Or no, Brian, maybe hit. Brian May wrote that one. And then, uh, then, uh, the damn Highlander theme song, something about the Protectors of the Universe, or what the fuck was that? Uh, shit. Princes of the Universe. Princes of the Universe, yeah. Princes. Yeah, that was also on the radio. And they played, they just... And then when, whenever there's incidental music, like somebody turns a radio on, you know, in the car, it's got Queen. It's all it. Queen, yeah. Yeah, it's Queen. And I think there must have been a... It must. This stuff must have been an associated with a new Queen album that was coming out around this time. What, in it, what happened was that, they, um, that Queen were asked... Uh, actually, that was another one they were going to ask Duran Duran to do the music for it, but I guess they didn't do it for whatever reason. But so they asked Queen to do one song for the movie, but when they went and screened the movie, they liked it so much that they wrote, like, a fuck ton of songs, okay. like, for the movie. And, like, each of them wrote different ones, like, for different scenes they particularly liked. Yeah. And they ended up using, like, a whole bunch of them. Now, they never did put out, like, a soundtrack album. There is a score, which Michael Kamen did. Michael Kamen has done, like, a fuck ton of fucking uh, his movie scores as well. But, um, and his score in this is good, too. But the Queen songs, they never did do a soundtrack, but they released all of the songs pretty much like on other ones of their albums, on other albums you know okay. what i mean yeah so but the but the songs were the, written for yeah. this movie yeah and the songs are that good they don't sound like just some knockoff song made for a movie i mean they, they they're just you know what i mean they were hits yeah they were hits they were good yeah ben said a different kind of magic was the album yeah that's right okay yeah because that was what it, one of the songs was yeah. called yeah they did put about i think the only one that hasn't been released is there's one point where um, there's a version that they do of New York, New York. They do a cover yeah. of that, like which is great. Um, but I don't think they ever put that out as a okay. single. But most of the other uh, songs were put out as singles or were put out on their other albums, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they were actually like written for this movie because they were really into it. And it's interesting because... I don't know. I think the Queen music works really well like with this because the movie is... I don't want to say it's like it's not really over the top or outrageous or anything like that, but it does have that sort of a little bit like outlandish yeah. kind of eighties over the top kind of well, like it's tone a fantasy to it. tone, it's right? A, it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy tone, kind of like legend or something or yeah. Uh, uh, what was the fucking what was the one with the little kid flying around on a damn dragon? Not that bad, but during this time, what never ending story, never ending story. Th- during that time, there was a lot of fantasy movies that came out. Yeah, fantasy and, was big in the eighties. Yeah, you know. Even Labyrinth was like that. Yeah. Uh, which has another fucking fantastic flick. God damn it. But love this Labyrinth. had its own tone. It was a fantasy flick that could fit in with the other ones, but it was live action, kind of more grounded in reality. And it was supposed to be like hip and cool, you know. Rock, you know. Yeah. Metal type inspired type thing, you know. And it was just, uh, it worked. I thought it was a good tone. 
It was a real good. Yeah, time. it kind of all worked together. Yeah, right? they were because some of the shits happening back in Ireland, Scotland or Scotland. Yeah, back in fifteen hundred. But I was looking at this. That's fifteen hundreds. That looks more like fucking nine hundred or one thousand because it looked fucking medieval as fuck. But um, some of it's happening in the past. So the movie they're constantly doing flashbacks to explain why he just did something. You know, why he didn't go for that woman. Well, later on you find out, you know. Um, so it's blending what would be the present and the past together in the same story. So you have medieval stuff and modern stuff. You have technology and you have magic. So they, they were trying to synthesize it all together. I think it worked. Yeah. I think it worked. And it's hard to believe that this is a canon film because canon normally would fuck it up. <laughs> they would fuck something up. Sometimes they fuck things up in really entertaining ways, yeah, yeah. as we as we've seen. But you know what I mean. Just good director, good edit, good editing, uh, good story, uh, decent acting. It, you know, it was it was the kind of acting that brought the the tone that they were looking for. It was cool. They even yeah, had a it, damn survivalist in there, fucking jump out with supposedly a Mac Ten, but it it, it it mysteriously turns into an Uzi, and he fucking. Lights up the Kurgan, and the Kurgan fucking sticks him with a sword and is holding him up. And then he, he survives, though, and he's telling the cops. He's at the hospital. Tell the hospital. Him. <laughs> tells the whole story. I loaded enough to kill a rhino. And, yeah, I <laughs> he wasn't being charged because he legally owned all that stuff. But um, <laughs> the technical, t- technical uh, uh, note to, on the side here. In that scene, they showed that fucking cool-ass Ingram Mac 10 sitting next to him in his... He's driving around in a fucking Trans Am or Pontiac Trans Am or a Firebird or something. He just had the bird on a hood. It was a white one, I think. It's a Mac 10 when they show up, and when he jumps out and shoots the guy, it's a it's a it's an Uzi, which is about the similar size and shape, but they're t- totally different. And the reason why they did that is because Mac 10s tended to be 45 automatics, and 45 blanks didn't have enough force to knock the bolt back and cycle it full auto. And uh, so what they would usually do is substitute Mac 10s for Uzis because they were nine millimeter. Nine millimeter blanks had higher pressure, so they could cycle the action. So that's why they did it. But why didn't they just show it as a Uzi? You know, somebody had to. See, had I to always kind of wonder about that kind of stuff. It had to be a Mac 10 in somebody's mind. Because that's kind of like a similar thing to yeah. like, why didn't they just switch yeah. the characters to the nationalities that yeah. the actors were right, yeah. instead of. You know what I mean? Because it wouldn't really have made a difference to the story. And that wouldn't have made a difference to the story no, it either. Made any difference. Why didn't they just have it be the same gun the whole time instead of like switching them out? The only thing I'm thinking That only, happens a lot of movies. The only I don't thing know I can think of is there may have been a fetish for the Mac Ten at that time, which I there probably kinda was. Maybe it had something to do with maybe Crossel was gonna be there because Snake Pliskin carried a Mac Ten. Maybe it was just Maybe they were supposed to be like a just like crossover to, universe. Supposed to be, yeah. Might have been an Easter egg. Having to do with uh, right? Uh, uh, oh yeah, the, maybe I didn't uh, think about that. Uh, Might have been an Easter egg that 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 the, the the survivalist was a guy like Snake Plissken. Is probably what the shout out might have been. And maybe it was. It would have made more sense if if Crussell was in the movie. Yeah, you know, Crussell but fans would go, oh, it, he's like, oh, I see what you yeah, did there. I see what you did there. It right. wasn't the same gun though. Um. Snake Plissken's Mac-10 was suppressed and had a scope on the suppressor. Made no sense. It looked cool, but that makes no sense. <laughs> well, it's a movie. It's, it's a movie gun. It's just supposed it's to look cool. It's a movie gun. just supposed to look cool. That's all. No right. one cares no. if it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, other than a couple people like you. <laughs> yeah. Slasher Fred said, I love how this movie plays like a mystery because we don't know anything about Connor McCloud yeah. until we see the flashback scenes. Yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's why it didn't do that well at the box office because this is a movie that, I mean, you have to think it's like, and now everybody knows what the fucking Highlander is about, right? It's about a, immortal warriors like all throughout, you know, and they try to behead each other so because yeah. there's so there can be only one yada yada. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much the gist of it. But I kind of feel like in 1986, you wouldn't have known anything about know. what the movie was about. So, so you just go yeah. and you watch and you're just like, what yeah. the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, why is he, who is this guy and why yeah. does he suddenly have long hair and he's in the Scottish Highlands in the yeah. in 1500 now and it's like because they don't really explain it you no. know what i mean like you have to wait until like almost the middle of yeah, the movie you, before you really figure out what's going on yeah you know in this day and age you're watching this movie you know basically what the story is about. yeah basically. most people do but know. when i saw it in the theater i had no idea what it was yeah no idea and 
there's all these reveals that were happening. So for somebody that is going into it blind, you're just seeing these reveals, and it's on the big screen, it's new, and it, it's it's blowing your mind because you've never heard of this story before. Right. You know, it's not an old story; it's a new story. So it was effective. I liked it, and everybody in the in the theater seemed to like it. So I don't know why it flopped. Yeah, maybe it was just kind of like I don't know if it was just it was just one of those things, you know. It was just one of those things that just yeah. didn't connect with enough people. But then the thing about it is that the home video market it really took off, yeah. like once it came out on VHS, and like I said, probably got you know word of mouth and things like that. But for whatever reason, people didn't go see it in the theater because I don't know, particularly back in the eighties. I'm not real sure how much overlap there was between, like, theater-going audiences and VHS rental audiences. I mean, I'm sure there was quite a large overlap, but I don't know if maybe people that would, like, rent things, you know, that wouldn't necessarily have gone to see them in the theater and vice versa. You know what I mean? So I don't really know. Um, Trey says, I need to watch this one day. I've never seen it. I saw the sequel, though. Now, I saw the sequel once. I don't remember anything about it, but... Pretty much, I watched a couple reviews of the sequel just so I could see, like, what the <laughs> what the kind of prevailing attitude about it was. And most people hated the sequel, which was called, um, you know, it was just called uh, Highlander The Quickening. And because I feel like the second one went back and, like, kind of shit on the mythology of the first one. Because the first one, I mean, they kind of set it up. I mean, it's the whole fucking tagline of the movie, right? It's like there can be only one. There's only supposed to be one, like, at the end when they do the whole meeting they all all the you know ones that are all the immortals that are left they all get drawn to this one place and they do the gathering and then you know they have to fight each other to the death and behead until there's only one left right and then they get the prize like whatever that is yeah and they absorb each other's power right so they, they get stronger they get like stronger the more that they, they kill. kill yeah but um but i feel like the the sequel just like went back and was like, oh no, never mind. Like now we can have a bunch of them and yeah. shit like that. So I think it kind of like went back and shit on the mythology. And then I think the third one went back and said, um, never mind about the second one. We're just gonna pretend that didn't exist. Right. And you know what I mean. So it was like you know they retconned that one. Huh? Yeah. Ben says uh, the sequel is hot garbage, yeah. famously bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ben also says, have you read the Highlander novelization or seen any of the TV episodes? I haven't, but I've heard like a lot of good things about the TV series. A lot of people seem to like the TV series. Um, Christopher Lambert was not in the TV series. I think he was in the first one, but they actually posited that it was like another guy, like from Clan McCloud that was like, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. in the same universe. I think it was Adrian Paul was the actor that played him. And a lot of people really did like that one. Some people think that the, um, the series was actually better than the movies. Uh, you know, I can't really speak to that. Well, my dad know, but... says that about Stargate. Yeah. Not the flick. I like Stargate. I've never seen the... Uh, the series? I've never seen the series. My dad says, oh, man, this series is good. He, you know, my dad, he would defend Stargate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Then when he got that thing on his head, he got a black guy with that thing on his forehead. He, he knew, knew his name. He knew all the backstories. And I was like, I don't know who wow. that is. Oh, yeah, but I know. <laughs> Some magical guy. I, I, I've never seen it. But he, my dad said that was a great series. He loved it. He liked it better than Star Trek. Star Trek. Really? He liked it better than Star Trek Next Generation. I'll get around to it one of these yeah. days. I really like, I don't love the Stargate movie. I did my dad's voice there. Too. But uh, yeah, I he, haven't done my dad's voice in a long time. I know, right? <laughs> you just talked to him on the phone the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trey also mentioned Russell Mulcahy. He worked a whole bunch with Duran Duran. Yeah, I brought that up earlier because I said that's how I knew exactly who he was. Like when we were watching the movie last night, I'm like, oh my God, Russell Mulcahy did all the Duran Duran videos. <laughs> because I used to have, um, you know, back in the 80s, I used to have all the, uh, like, Duran Duran like video compilations that they put out like on VHS and a lot of times they had like um, when they did documentaries about the making of the videos like they had Russell Mulcahy on there like talking about them because he was kind of known for doing all their real iconic videos in the 1980s um, somebody said it's the Sleepy Hollow series wait a minute where was it uh, said I loved how the TV series Sleepy Hollow has many similarities to Highlander you have a guy from the old centuries who wakes up in present day and the first season also has Clancy Brown yeah I kind of feel like I don't know how new this idea was in the 80s but I kind of feel like it was it was fairly new I feel like because like you said you kind of had a thing where I don't know, this is going to sound a little bit off the wall, and I only just now the second thought of this. It kind of reminds me of the Outlaw of Gore, 
like the, which was like a series of books from I don't remember when they were written, but they made like a bunch of shitty movies, like um, especially I think made some in Italy and stuff. One of them was on Mystery Science Theater, and had Jack Palance in it, and it's awful and amazing. But that was kind of about a guy who was like a regular modern day guy, but then like every now and then he would get sucked back to this other dimension that was kind of like. I don't know if it was medieval or it was pre-medieval, I feel like. It was like a fantasy kind of kingdom, like Conan land. And uh, he would get called back there, like, when anybody needed help or anything. So it's, I don't know, I feel like it was that kind of thing where it was like a combo of, like, past and present. Like, doing sort of the same thing. But, I don't know, it's just, I, I don't, I don't love this movie as much as some people do. But it real I haven't seen it for like a really long time, and I feel like watching it again, like it really holds up. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can see why. I can see why it wasn't like a huge success when it came out in the theaters at the time, but I can also see why it very very quickly developed a cult classic to an extent where it had this whole extended universe and mythology. And there's like, but I think there's even a fucking anime. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I think maybe. Although you there you like some macho ass movies, you know, they're like Predator One, you know. I've never known a woman that fucking did not like Predator. And that, that movie is just fucking pure testosterone. Okay? Everybody likes Predator. Because it's a fucking great flick, all right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Great everybody story everybody likes Predator. I've never this, met anybody that does Maybe like one Predator. of the reasons why there's something about this movie that's that that's very male. Uh, almost teenage male. It's very much a Neil Breen type situation. Where you're identifying with these lead characters. You're identifying more with these immortals. Okay. Yeah. And these immortals are being loved on by all these fucking beautiful women of different generations across time. So you, it's kind of a male fantasy. Yeah. All right. Very much so. And there, there are, there's romance elements into it, tragic r- romance in it. But it's kind of the kind of romance stories that guys accept. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'll right. allow it. Yeah, because <laughs> not to be not 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 to like downplay men's sense of fucking romance. It's just that they're superficial. It's superficial. Man doesn't have to wallow in it, especially teenage boys. They just need to be told that there was a tragedy and shown it. They don't wallow in it. They just move on. Okay, that's why he's doing this. It's it's just a very male telling of the story, if you ask me. It's yeah, like, it's like that's what the market was. So it's a dude flick. It is, yeah. It's a dude It's a dude fantasy There's a lot flick. of sword fighting. Yeah. Immortals, like you yeah. said, loving on all the ladies. Yeah, yeah. And it has that kind of thing where it's like, I can't be with you, baby, because right. I live forever. I am so fucking hot, I just can't be with you. <laughs> Your heart would be broken when you die, because I don't die. I'm fucking superhuman. I'm here to save the world. I got to kill these other badasses until there's only one of them, and then I become the badass that become, that runs the world. I have with godlike powers, can read people's minds, can bring the fucking world's leaders together and all the scientists. That's some Neil Breen shit that's neil breen <laughs> yeah neil breen neil male breen fan- wishes that he yeah that's that a he neil- was the <laughs> that is a neil breen male fantasy okay he's going off on the shit you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god yeah but the well can we talk a little bit about like the kind of little romance bit that goes on in it because i mean christopher lambert he's very um wooden <laughs> yeah i was gonna say stoic he's wooden um but yeah in a way i you know i get it it's like like i said he couldn't really speak english when he got the so he maybe was like a little bit you know insecure about that but in a way i think it works with his character because he really does come across as somebody that's like lived for hundreds of years and they're just like sick of this shit he does kind of come across and he like comes that. off as creepy though too a little bit comes across a, as little like bit. a little bit creepy like he's uh you don't know if he's if he's scamming, he, there's a Neil Breen quality to it. Yeah, there is. There's a Neil Breen. You know, it's just kind of creepy. But um, but yeah, can we talk about like, well, because he didn't actually know that he was an immortal, that no. he was the Highlander. He had to discover it. He had to discover it, like later, yeah. like when Sean Connery that's came cool, and told him about it. That's a great well, idea. he gets killed yeah. by the Kurgan, by yeah. um, by Clancy Brown's character, yeah. like back in fifteen. 
36 or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, gets stabbed right through, the, right through the midriff. Yeah, he gets stabbed through and he's like, oh shit, I'm dead. But then he's like, oh wait, I'm not dead. And then like he wakes up again. And I love the way everybody in his town who've known him for years and years, like since he was born, were like, witch, get the fuck out. Yeah. Like even his wife... It's just kind of like, burn him! And yeah, I was like, damn! She, she was the one leading the charge. You right. Killed. What well, do you mean we can't burn him? Fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> well, they thought he'd gotten in league with the devil, that that wasn't him anymore. That right. He, he was possessed, basically, by the devil, is what they, what they Yeah, thought. they were going to burn him at the stake, for yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah. Until finally, like, just the one reasonable person yeah. left, and it was just like, bruh, you just yeah. you just leave, you know what I mean? Because otherwise you're going to, like, well, That get was his brother, wasn't it? I thought it was his cousin. His cousin? His or cousin, something. His cousin saved him and got him out of there yeah just said we're then, gonna banish him like you guys settle down then he ends up with the like love of his life this uh cute little scottish chick she, she said like she was yeah, heather he called her blossom though <laughs> blossom. and uh that was really sad that really yeah, kind of yeah. got me in the feels well that was that was the idea so, and, and yeah. uh and like say that would that's like a good romance angle for teenage boys they they, they can relate to that like, oh, well, because yeah. it's like he yeah. couldn't have kids. Although right. in the original story, I will note, um, he could have children. Like he had, a, and he had a bunch of them, like over the years, as you would, like if you lived forever. But um, in the in the universe of the movie, he can't actually have children. Yeah. So um, so but he stayed with Heather until she died. Died of old age. Until she died of old age. Yeah. And then, like, he lived for hundreds of years, and every year on her birthday, he would yeah. go and, like, light a candle at a church yeah. for her because he promised that he would. And I was yeah. like, aw, that's really nice. And she saw the big fight between Kurgan and Ramirez. And Kurgan killed R- Ramirez. And she was in the in the castle. It was, fall- it was falling apart. And then he must have told her that um, explained to her that he was an immortal because she seemed seeming she doesn't come out and say that she knows, but I guess she does. No. Well, I mean, you'd think that she, she would have still young figured it out. Old, like right, she's yeah. like, hey, I'm like 80 right. years old and I look right. like an old hag, and you still look right. all hot and shit. Right. And then in the 20th century, fucking couple hundred years later, finds out the Kurgan tells me, yeah, I killed Ramirez. He died like a pig, you know, and uh, raped his woman before his blood was even dry. And fucking, he goes, oh, wait a minute. I see. Goes, that wasn't his woman. That was your woman, wasn't it? And fucking, he goes, she never told you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she secretly wished I'd come back. You know, yeah. That kind of shit. Fucking fucking with his mind. That dude was but, an asshole. Yeah, he was an ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, fucking little Blossom didn't tell him. Didn't tell him. Which might have been the right move. Because it was just pain to him. Well, I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't, like, go explicitly go into that, but I thought that was the reason why she didn't say anything, yeah. was because it would have, like, fucked, fucked him up. him up, yeah. And so she's like, well, she I'm just She absorbed gonna, the damage. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Yeah. And she just, because she wanted, I guess she just wanted to put on a Blake a brave face for him. Yeah, well, Ramirez got killed, that was that was bad enough. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, she wanted yeah. to, like, compound the fucking right, yeah. pain that he was going through. Ben says, sword fight experts claim the duels in Highlander are terrible. Um... They're just that, theatrical. Well, that would be... Yeah. I mean, the guy that yeah. uh, that choreographed them was yeah. one of the stunt doubles for Darth Vader. Yeah. And he also did... Um, I think he also did the, the choreographed sword fights in, like, a bunch of other, yeah. like, fantasy movies. Like, really good ones and stuff. They're just... It's just theatrical sword yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. It's just to look good on camera. That's... What looked good on camera is not what those guys really used. No, you know... It, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, like, two different things. Right. Slasher Fred said, I read that the op- the original opening was supposed to take place at a hockey game. It was, actually. Um, but I think the, NH- the NHL protested because they said, oh, well, the whole point of you opening on a hockey game, like it originally was supposed to be, was you're supposed to show, like... It's supposed to show, like, violence and everybody's sitting around watching it, like, a gladiatorial kind of thing. And I guess, like, the NHL were like, well, we don't want to associate, like, the game with violence, even though that's totally why everybody watches it. But so, yeah, they had to, like, change it to, like, a wrestling match. And actually, it didn't even really register with me. I'm like, why are we have? Why are we at a wrestling match? I just thought that was kind of... But then when I thought about it later, I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess that was kind of why. Because I wasn't really, you know. Ben said, the Highlander anime is pretty good. Hmm. Highlander, the search for vengeance. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of the media that came out, like in the, you know, the, that's kind of like all the offshoot media is actually like pretty good. Um, it's probably just the second movie that fucking tainted, tarnished the brand name. Everybody says that the other stuff is pretty good. 
So. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of people like the TV yeah. series even better than the movies. Yeah. I remember people liking the TV series. That was TNT, wasn't it? Uh, didn't they? Didn't that? Was it TNT? I don't remember. Turner I remember Net, it being Network. on. I don't think I ever saw it though. I mean, TBS, I might maybe, have Turner Broadcasting System or what was the name? I of it? might have. It was one of the. Old, it was kind of. I think that was one of the off-brand cable channels. Did that Turner Broadcasting System or something. yeah? I thought it was something like that too, but I could totally yeah. be wrong. Uh, ben said the other thing that has never been explained is all the immortals are supposed to be foundlings. No woman ever gives birth to one. That's why the weird thing in the second one with alien planet yeah i thought that was one of the things that pissed off like uh fans of the first movie and the second one was that they were like oh by the way the immortals are like aliens so <laughs> they had to take it that route right? but yeah, yeah well yeah they should have left it like the lord of the rings route where it's just magic yeah it's like you don't have to over explain no. it they don't gotta be from outer space no. or nothing nope. like that because then it went like more sci-fi and i kind of feel like yep. it was better like as a more like pure like sword and sandal uh, 70, fantasy type of thing. Seventies and eighties fantasy. He said it was USA Network. USA Network. I knew yeah. it was one of the one, one, of, the one of those. That was the same <laughs> one. It would have like fucking Walker, Texas Ranger, and and did shit on it. But uh, no, seventies and eighties. They were wide open for magic. There's no reason to have any kind of explanation. No magic, bro. Yeah, magic. 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 Period. Like the end. you know, you you saw the Hobbit. You know, you saw Lord of the Rings. You, know? <laughs> you saw the cartoons, but that's what it is. Dungeons and Dragons, man, just like that. Okay, yeah, we're going to go with that. There's no reason to explain anything. Yeah, I mean, as long it's as... fantasy. I mean, when you're doing fantasy or yeah. supernatural or anything like that, as long as the rules of your yeah. universe are consistent, you don't need yeah. to explain shit. There was another fantasy one that was more sci-fi than this one that I think came out before this. That I remember, I saw it in the theater. I think twice. Matinee for the summers, visiting my dad in Mississippi, and I remember liking it. I don't know if it st stands up to, to if it stands up to, to the test of time. But it was called Crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember liking it. It was it was it wasn't great. It was like seventy five percent fucking cool with like twenty five percent of like come on, why'd they do that? But you know what I mean. It was a weird mixture of stuff. I keep wanting to do. I think I put yeah. it in the Patreon poll a couple times, but it never won. Yeah, because I, I kept wanting to. Because I saw it, it was on like Tubi or something. Yeah, I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Crawl, and there was another one. I remember Crawl having like some pretty cheesy special effects, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Man, they had the bad guys. They looked like a cross between like the, the the xenomorph from Alien and a knight and a robot. And when you killed them, they had a little fucking jellyfish alien pop out of their head and would just jump it out in the sand and try to get away. God, I hate when so that So they were kind of like a mecca. Okay. You know what I mean? They had little jellyfish driving them? Yeah, the little, and yeah, and they were magic. The sorcerer made them. Weird. <laughs> little driving jellyfish. Yeah. And they had, I just made myself laugh with that. They had a spear that shot the end of it out. It was kind of like a laser beam or a crystal or something. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was. And some dude found this damn... And he's like the like a Luke Skywalker type guy found this throwing star like a ninja throwing star that unfolded and that that was like the force or something Man, it's been a long time and he had to have that thing to destroy this fucking demon that was taking over the planet I feel like for whatever reason I might have watched Crawl like in Crawl. the last year or so I don't know yeah. what circumstances I would have watched it by myself I remember I saw it on the big screen a couple times and just thought it was it looked amazing <laughs> Know, we should rewatch it one of these I was days. Like, man, that's some badass shit. And then, and then certain elements of the story didn't make any sense. I was like, man, that's dumb. <laughs> and then some other shit would happen. Man, man that's, that's some badass shit. <laughs> man, that's just dumb. <laughs> I'm so conflicted right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but I saw it twice. Hugo brings up Lady Hawk. Actually, I don't think we've ever covered Lady Hawk, yeah, have we? And I and I love that movie. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I love that movie. That was Michelle Pfeiffer and um and um and um what's his name from The Hitcher? God damn it! Oh, uh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, I spaced. Yeah, 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 I spaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his fucking name? And he was Rucker in Howard. There you go, the Rucker Howard. Yeah, yeah and Howard. he was in it too. Yeah. That yeah, that was really good. Also a fantasy. Yeah. Um, and Legend was really good. Like all like I said, there was a lot of good fantasy movies. Fantasy isn't my main like i said i'm more like a pure horror person but i did like some of the fantasy movies from the 80s ben says i think all the tv show episodes are now free to watch on youtube the first two seasons are a bit rough 
they had no writer's Bible for the first season, so there are a few famous contradictions. Right. Yeah, I think that was, like, before they had that whole thing where you had shit to, like, refer back to. It's like, hey, you don't fuck this up. This is, right, yeah. this is the rules, you know what I mean? Uh, Hawk the Slayer. That movie that is... Awful. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I wa- well, I watched the Rift Tracks version. What was the one with the two that had the damn fucking ferrets? Beastmaster? No. Yeah, it was Beastmaster, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a Conan type of ripoff. He had these two ferrets in a bag, and they go out and do shit. I don't remember that shit. I have two ferrets in a bag, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going yeah, out to do shit. Yeah, ferrets in a bag, man. Fucking, <laughs> the ferrets were kind of like the comedic ah, They were kind of the, the comedic Yeah, relief I thought and, that was Beastmaster, right? Might have been. Yeah, that was Beastmaster. Beastmaster. <laughs> the Master Beaster. <laughs> master Beaster. Master Beaster. <laughs> Hard Fantasy. Jaguar said, yeah, Liam Neeson is in Crawl. That's right. He is? Yeah, he was He was young, I think. Man, I gotta see that again now. Ben said, what were the ferrets called? Zippo and Zappo? <laughs> yeah, were they? I don't know. I haven't seen Beastmaster in a long time. I, I saw all of these movies like back in the 80s because yeah. all we did back in the 80s was sit around, like, watching cable, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. after school. And so you would just watch whatever was on. What? She saw the fan. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Help! <laughs> looked up the fan and yelled at it. You're so weird, Pokey. Uh, I, saw, I saw Beastmaster in the theater. Did you really? Yeah, because summertime, seeing my dad in Mississippi, he'd go to Sawmill Square Mall down in Laurel. It was the only place to really go. And uh, they had matinees. And they, it wasn't expensive. You could see a movie back then, I think, for like three bucks. If I remember correctly, in the 80s, it was like three dollars. Maybe more, maybe a little bit I used more. to go to the budget theater where like the set was yeah. the second round movies and it was a dollar. Yeah, they had dollar movie too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the new ones, you could see them for the matinee, I think it was like three bucks. Yeah. And uh, they had a damn, uh, a, 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 an arcade, a stand-up console games which those are gone now but they're fucking badass arcade for the time called Aladdin's what, what was that Aladdin's something or other Mad, Mad no fuck Magic <laughs> Aladdin's or something I don't remember what it's called Magic hey, Aladdin Magic Aladdin <laughs> Aladdin's Castle okay Aladdin's Castle that's what it was called and you could uh, you get the to- you get tokens for the token machine man I fucking saw the thing there fucking aliens but no Beastmaster Krull I saw this one there. Blade Runner. Saw it there. I, yeah. Um, that would have that would have been what? 83? 82. Yeah. Yeah. That was 82, I think. 82, yep. Yeah. What are you doing back there? She's trying to make noise. Okay. Yeah. Ben says, you laugh, but remember the guy next to you in the Walmart queue might be a human shell controlled by a little squidgy magic Yeah, killer. yeah. You never know. It looked like a little, if I remember, if I remember <laughs> what it looked like, it looked like a little scorpion or something. And he's in there, like, driving, jump out, driving the Jump suit. out of his head and fucking try to go away. Get, okay. Run away down to the ground. <laughs> they can go back and get another body and come back. That's, yeah, okay. Hard Jaguar said, you're the hunter from the future. Yeah. Didn't, okay. Oh, remember, yeah, I kind of remember didn't that. Didn't that have the guy, like, the that big... That was Italian, wasn't it? Didn't that have the big chunkhead guy that was in Space Mutiny? I don't know. What the fuck is that dude's name? Reb Brown. The one that they made, if, if you guys are Mystery Science Theater fans, yeah, like, like Space, no, that was, uh, that's Robert Zadar. Oh, okay. But <laughs> how do I know all this? <laughs> I know all the actors that were on MST movies because I've seen them so many times. Jenny's got a whole catalog of freaky motherfuckers <laughs> off, of, off of cheap movies. I know. Yeah. How does, like, it takes up, probably like 85% of my brain yeah. is taken up with, like, shitty movies because i've seen them like on mst so many times and they have so many like jokes about them but the reason it's like uh, so i can't take i think it's you're the hunter from the future it's one of those kind of like sword and sandal like conan ripoffs that came out in the 80s and one of them has reb brown in it and uh, reb brown was in space mutiny which is one of the work i think it was made in south africa actually and it was kind of like a battlestar galactica ripoff i think it even used footage yeah. from battlestar galactica like footage. illegally yeah. yeah like without just, just like oh well, we don't need permission to use this they're in south africa yeah they're in south africa you could probably su- you probably couldn't sue them there yeah under their legal fucking structures they, probably know. not they're just like we're gonna, like, ah, whatever. We're gonna make a whole entire lawsuits. movie yeah. out of your movie when turkey was doing it that's true. <laughs> Turkey rip off Spielberg and shit. Clips from fucking Star Wars. They're putting it in their movies. <laughs> Although they were never, they never got a good like. It's it's like they went into the theater like with a with an old Super Eight camera and like under their it, coat, like filming it surreptitiously, yeah, and then stuck it in the movie. 
It's like it just doesn't fit with the other Stealing stuff. tens of millions of dollars worth of special effects with a little fucking handheld film. <laughs> Super kinda, 8 camera. I kind of feel like that's And a what tape they recorder. And then you put that in there. Really, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like that. Fucking Turkey had no shame, man. I feel like a lot of countries are like, well, like, well yeah. why spend millions and billions yeah. of dollars like to make these movies when somebody else already they made already them made movie. and yeah. we could just rip it off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like throw in some of our own shit that we yeah. filmed in a parking lot somewhere. That's what Vaporwave was all and about. And people will watch it. That's what Vaporwave is about. Why, why, sure. why write a song? There's so many other songs that were already written. Just steal a little bit of that <laughs> song, slow it down, and just play it repeated over and over again. <laughs> that's, that's your song. Reused, man. Recycled music. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just laying around. There's no reason to change, to write a new song. There's, there's all <laughs> kinds hard. of songs. <laughs> it's too hard. Too hard, man. <laughs> I don't mind, like, stuff being remixed and stuff like that, because some people, like, do their own kind of thing with it. But, yeah, I do. Kind of, it is kind of, like, funny, the way they just kind of, like, take... What was that? It sounded like you farted. No, it's just... Oh. <laughs> no, she caused trying to say I'm farting on the fucking show. No, I didn't. I said, like, the chair sounded like that. Yeah, it's the uh, bottom of that rubber sole. Okay. The... Rubber sole. Yeah, here. That's a famous album. Here. Is that... Yeah, I hear it. I yeah. hear it. <laughs> he's like, he's not... You need a quieter chair. No, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, uh, look, I gotta make a shirt, all right? Where's okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, Zach says Red Brown. No, it's actually Reb with a B. Reb Brown. Because he said, did the movie also star his sister Blue Pink and their mom Orange Green? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Highlander, uh, if you have not seen it, it came out, like I said, in 86. And if you really like fantasy movies from that time period, it's... Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's like it's a good concept and it's a cult classic for a reason. Um, I don't really know. I haven't seen the sequels in a really long time. I've seen the second one, but it was so long ago that I don't remember it. And a lot of people really hate it, so I don't really know. I might eventually get into like watching the series because a lot of people thought that was really good. But you know, because a lot of people like that. Yeah, we got so much shit to watch. That but that's what I mean. It's just like God. There's just so much yeah. content out there now yeah. that it's just kind of like I'm so so behind on everything. Like movies, series, books. I'll just never live long enough yeah. like to see or read everything that I want to see or read, which really blows. But yeah, so, um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up because we went on for about an hour. And we have to make a t-shirt for uh, Amanda, who I think was here earlier. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get that done and so we can get it maybe mailed out in the morning. So yeah, tomorrow is Monday. So we're going to be doing a Haunting Mondays. And we're going to be doing another season one episode. I thought we had done all the season one episodes, but apparently we didn't because we haven't done season one, episode eight, which is called The Diabolical. Yeah. So that's the one that we're going to be doing tomorrow if you would like to watch it ahead of time. Uh, so yeah, it'll probably be, I think it'll be 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow evening, we're going to be doing haunting. So we will see you guys then. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow evening. Good night. <laughs>